everybody, you are listening to the FYI Podcast. And we are your hosts. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And it's such a joy to be with you. Thanks for tuning in with us on this journey as at FYI we talk about all things faith, life, and adulting. Mm -hmm. And um, we just want to pause for 30 seconds and a few people have, have submitted reviews and these help us reach more listeners with the message of FYI. And uh, Allie said, Micah and Josiah really represent Christ and are led and speak through the Holy Spirit in all that they do. She's been fortunate, she says, to be led by their leadership with their godly advice and counsel. And Micah, mm. you were her godly role model and mentor in her life. She was a part of our Chi Alpha That's student right. ministry. And she's so thankful to have them speak into her life through college. And now, listening to this podcast, she's excited to hear the godly advice that really the Holy Spirit's going to speak through us. And then, do you want to read Lexi's review? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Ali. It's so fun and um, exciting to see what you're doing in your life as well as what God's doing in ours and how we can do this together. Um, Lexi says simply this, I had the privilege of hearing these two talk at Salt 2022, a retreat all for Jesus. And I have had a completely different perspective on relationships since then. Praise God. I'm pumped to see how many people are touched and changed because of this podcast. Well, Lexi, thank you so much. We thank God that he, you know, allowed you to have a a fresh perspective so those are some amazing people we were able to hear from and we're gonna unpack some questions today we have one question that we take every single episode and try to put some feet to it for you or kind of bring some perspective and bring some counsel in that process godly counsel mean the word of God not our counseling just so you know that but um, we just have something fun today Josiah what is the question and what are many people asking who are tuning in yeah one of the DMS came in and it said this how do I ball on a budget and then, hey, yo, we all want to know, right? <laughs> right. And then I think uh, several people have really asked this question. As a college student and as a young adult, how do I build a budget? Like, how do I begin saving, mm -hmm. investing, giving, spending, and, and really spending less than I'm making, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's such a unique season of life where you're discovering what you're going to school for it's it's you're really like crafting your future yeah. through the power of the holy spirit and and like I, I thought we could start uh -oh. with something fun okay what is that we're, we're going to talk about budgeting and okay. we're going to be open books about our individual lives and our yep. marriage and and just how every step of the way you never reach a point where you need to stop trusting god that's we true. always yep. need to depend and trust on God and um, trust in the Holy Spirit and just lean on His understanding, not our own. And That's right. I thought for the listener, you can do this as well. Just pause for a second and answer this question. Are you a spender or are you a saver? I'll say it another way. Is it more natural for you to spend money <laughs> or is it more natural for you to save money? Micah, are you a spender or a saver? Do you want me to share me or should I share you? You choose. Okay, I will share myself then since you asked that. I would say I am more of the spender. I am mindful of what I'm spending my money on and I've counted the cost majority of the time. But growing up, I was much more the spender in that regard. And I probably still am actually. And um, I don't think you're outlandish in spending or frivolous or wild. Not like racking yeah. up credit yeah. card yeah. debt no. or anything crazy. But no. if I get a paycheck, 
I know a goal that I have and I've set money towards that goal, whatever that may be. Home project, it could yeah. be anything crazy. But Josiah, what are you? Are you, I think, I do think they say opposite to track? Don't they in relationships? They do, they do. And that's certainly <laughs> the case for us. And um, I think if, if we were both the same, one of us would be unnecessary. One of our pastors and leaders mm-hmm. and mentors in our life, he, he knew us both and he goes, look, you're both different. You're both people. You each have mm-hmm. goals, visions, ideas, dreams of your own. And if you were both the same, one of you would be unnecessary. And I was like, wow, that was encouraging. And that's good relationship advice right there. So if you're yep. dating somebody and you're like, we are the exact same person. Wow, that might get a little boring or challenging to you. So yeah. just a little nugget of knowledge. And Opposites do attract on many cases, right? And how I would answer this question is like from my own experience in life, say I get the paycheck or say we get the paycheck or say Micah and I are budgeting and, and there's a little bit of extra. Like I'm never thinking what we could go buy. I'm thinking of the NFT or the cryptocurrency or the stock or the mutual fund or the savings account. It's that a it form. Could be, that it could be invested in yes, for the future. Yes, a form of spending yeah. through investments. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm always like, I, I, I am careful with always, but more often than not, I'm really the saver and thinking that way. And um, here's the deal. We'd love to hear from you in the comments or in the chat on YouTube. Are you a spender or are you a saver? Okay, mm-hmm. and as you type that in mm-hmm. or send us a DM, it'll also be on the poll this week on Instagram at FYI That's Podcast. Right. We, of course, want to hear from you. And uh, this is a great question because here's the deal. Inflation is happening at the highest rates in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Gas prices are up. I mean, we just filled up, I think it was like $3.99, diesel's $4.99, and this is the week of March 15th. This episode goes live on Friday, which is, what, March uh, 18th? Mm-hmm. So in 2022, we're seeing a future that we never expected, right? Inflation is right. all over the news. Prices are high. And when gas goes up, groceries go up, the gym membership goes up. So it's like, ah, like what am I going to do? And so we want to talk in this episode about building a budget that works. Mm -hmm. And can you just kind of kick us off, babe, Micah, like where's a place to start? Well, I think the question is how do I save or how do I build a budget? I think the first thing you need to ask yourself and look at is, number one, do you have an income? What is your means of income? Do you have a full-time job, a part-time job, or are you a full-time student and that's all you're doing? Are you a full-time student and volunteering and not getting paid? Obviously, volunteering, you don't get paid for. So I would say, number one, looking at do you have some form of income? And starting there, Josiah, don't you think that's a good start? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And um, we're going to do something that we haven't done yet, but I just made a note for my homework on Mm. this episode is to upload to www.fyi-podcast.com. The link will be on the show notes here, right. wherever you're listening. It'll also be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we're going to upload a PDF of a basic budget. All it is is a cash flow plan. Right. And Micah said, number one is like, what's your income? And you might be like, well, my income's different every month. Okay, build a budget that's different every month. Right. That's realistic. And you might be like, well, I'm door dashing and I'm working part time and then I'm applying for an internship. So it might change. Cool. You can do one of these PDFs mm-hmm. every month. You could also download, I mean, there's Mint. There's a number of like Dave Ramsey's team has every dollar. There's mm-hmm. some great budgeting apps right. that we've used in the past as well. But the first thing, like Micah said, is track your income. 
how much money are you making and then the second thing is to track your expenses and this is where the PDF budget the the basic budget the cash the budget flow. breakdown there you go that's there a fun go. term I budget love it. breakdown we're gonna call it the budget breakdown hey y'all that sounds more fun and what it's gonna help you do is to be honest about where things are at mm -hmm. Don't try to improve it just so it looks better on paper because you don't have to stay there forever, but it's important to admit where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And then once you have your income and your expenses looked at, the goal is to be cash flow positive. And if you're not, be honest, because mm -hmm. there's two options then. You can raise your income and you can lower your expenses. And so a lot of people are asking this question and um, we're going to break down four key elements of components. And before we do, I just want to say this. If you're single and wanting to be married someday, this impacts your future mm -hmm. marriage if you get married. So let's live a life that our future self and our future spouse will thank us for. And let's say you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to start a nonprofit mm -hmm. 501c3 or you want to start some form of business. Right. This impacts your calling or your ability to respond to God's leading and direction in your life. And if you're evaluating mm -hmm. what should stay and what should go, here's the filter that we've used in our individual mm -hmm. lives, I think, in our marriage now and now with like kids because mm -hmm. we're budgeting for things like diapers and baby clothes and wipes and formula. And again, like we're, <laughs> we're learning how to do it all over again, but four things that mm -hmm. you can, I'll just list them if you're yeah. taking notes. They are give it, save it, need it, and want it. And right. Micah, can you kick us off like give mm -hmm. it? And mm -hmm. I put a question mark by each one. Can you talk about giving it? Well, give it if we're going to be claiming to be believers, right? And you say like, I believe in God, I believe in the word of God, I'm living out my Christian faith, awesome. So give it is taking that 10% of whatever you're making. Say you're making 100 bucks, you take that first $10, it's the first 10, and you give it to the church, or you give it to your church where you're at. That's a form of tithing. And many people are like, well, if I support missionaries, is that a form of tithing? Many people would say that tithing is the first percent that you give to God, and anything beyond that 10% is um, an offering, right? That's good. So yep. tithes and offering, you'll hear that if you're in the church world, tithes and offerings, 11% and above is considered your, your offering. Now I think of a tithe, even when I was an intern making $25 a week, I still tithed my money, and, and that hurts when it's $100. You're like, whoa, 10 bucks, I only have $90 left. Guess what? God is giving you that $90, and he's only asking for 10. He lets us keep, essentially, you want to say, if you want to say it that way, that $90. I'll always use 100 because it's an even number to use. Well, and looking at that 100, tithing is a outward demonstration yes. of the inward belief that says this. God, I believe that you can do more with 90% together. God, you and me, or mm -hmm. God, us and you, we believe that you can do more with 90% of our income right. than we can without you and 100%. Right, right. And the cool thing is, in addition to that, kind of taking it to the next thing you have written down right here, is we need to pre-decide. Like, if you pre-decide to already spend your paycheck before you have it, well, the decision has already been made. Oh, I'm going to go buy fill in the blank. So you get a paycheck, and essentially it's zero. Or if you're trying to get out of debt, you have to take all that money, whatever percentage you've decided, or the whole lump sum, 
okay, it's already spent. And and that's just a hollow feeling. I've been there trying to survive, you know, getting into college, out of college, through college. And sometimes you have to sacrifice things. Okay, I'm not going to go out and get sushi. I'm going to get dollar tacos. So just being mindful of how we're spending and allotting our money and pre-deciding um, what route we're going to take. And then the last thing is we learned something new the last couple of weeks with our friend, um, uh, Clint Reddy. Clint Reddy. He yeah. said this from a stage. He's like, you know what? We have something in our family called the Generosity Fund. So it's like essentially like this jar or this fund that they have that they kind of take their money, whatever percentage or whatever amount each month, and they decide to put it towards this. Some people, and I think if you're in my mind, I would call this a vacation fund. So I think a lot of people have vacation funds or fund money, but they have a generosity fund. So they put this jar out and have this fund set aside, and then they decide as a family who gets to be blessed by it. So they'll find a missionary. They'll find a homeless person. They will give to an organization. They will um, do Feed My Starving Children or sponsor a child or however you'd allot that money for the generosity fund. You're giving something you know, out of the, you know, the purest of your heart to bless them above and beyond maybe what you thought you could use that money for. So it's a new fund that I had never heard of and I absolutely love the heart behind it. So and, I would say that's pretty cool. And we've talked about like, we always wanna be students, right? We never mm -hmm. wanna be the experts mm -hmm. and we wanna have the position of right. lifelong infinite learners. Like, and Clint just taught us that last week by saying like, look, in my 20s, he goes, I started a generosity fund and he goes, I'm so glad I did. Right. And he grew that generosity muscle, but he made the pre-decision. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like mm -hmm. we're talking about in our marriage, how can we start a generosity fund? Like mm -hmm. what does that look like? We're just giving you the real time update. Right. March, 2022, what God's teaching us. Yeah. And the important thing is that why did we list give it number one is because we're stewards. Right. We believe that everything that's in our hands is placed there by God. We came here naked into this mm -hmm. world. We're going to leave naked. So we're not going to mm -hmm. have these closed fists. Right. And we're not going to be the monkeys who can't get our jar out, our hand out of the jar because we're <laughs> holding on. We're going to just let it pass in and out and hopefully honor God in the process as stewards. And the second thing is I think you hear it like give first. Mm -hmm. the second is save it. Like saving is so important. And I, I think it can be broken up into three categories of saving. The, the smallest is the short term. Then, of course, there's a midterm, and then there's the long term. Mm -hmm. And so short term, the bottom line is like you hear at the rainy day fund, right? You get four rain, four flat tires on a rainy night, okay? You, get, you dive into the emergency fund. You save because Murphy's Law or whatever. You know, like <laughs> sometimes what can go wrong does go wrong, and I'm not speaking that over your life in any way, but I'm just... It's called life. I'm Things speaking happen, from right? experience that <laughs> unexpected expenses occur. And if you, Dave Ramsey always says this with the emergency fund, if you budget an emergency fund and say you've got a thousand dollars in there, mm -hmm. then a $500 car repair happens. Bummer. That is no longer an emergency. That's an inconvenience. So that's our short term saving strategy. The right. midterm saving strategy is like, look, some of you are trying to go on spring break next right. year. That's a midterm savings goal. Or maybe you're trying to cash flow plan your way through college debt free. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're starting to save this summer and this spring semester for next fall. Like that's a midterm saving strategy. You might be saving for a car. You might be saving even for a house. And I would say anything less than three years 
is pretty much midterm saving strategy. Mm-hmm. So when Micah and I first got married, babe, is it all right to say like you had some student loans? I had a little bit of savings. We took the little bit of savings that became ours mm-hmm. and we paid off the student loans that had mm-hmm. become ours. And we had just about six bucks to our name. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We were renting right. a cheap apartment and it was great. But we started that midterm. Well, of course we did an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Took a few months build that up. Then for a few years, we were actually mm-hmm. renting an apartment, yeah. building up a, a savings account for a down payment on a house. That was our midterm saving strategy. And then let's think long-term here for a second, mm-hmm. because you might be like, I'm 23 years old. Mm-hmm. You want me to have a long-term saving strategy? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> and it's called retirement. So maybe you're gonna start a, a Roth IRA that grows tax-free. Maybe it's a 401k, or if mm-hmm. you're in, in the church or ministry or nonprofit workspace, maybe it's a 403b. Mm-hmm. But a lot of employers, look, they offer matching mm-hmm. funds. And so if you can take advantage of saving for retirement, yeah. um, like our parents, Micah's folks and my folks, are all talking about retirement. Right. And, and so they're, 20, 30 years ahead of us. And so now we're like, okay, yeah, we've got to figure out how to pay for diapers and formula and our mortgage this mm-hmm. month and car repairs and all of life. But we're trying to figure out how can we best save for the day that we maybe are no longer able or willing or wanting to work. Right. So. Yeah. I think that's great. So we have give it, save it, and then need it. I think need it is simply things that you need, thing, you, need, you need a roof over your house, right? So I think what we need, it's like paying off your debts. And Josiah alluded to the fact that we started, we paid off my debt in full, which he had saved so generously f- towards, and we talked about where I was at financially before marriage. So if you're thinking about marriage or you're engaged, I'd just say on the relationship side, be intentional and have those hard conversations before you say I do because if somebody that you're married or going to marry or want to marry is in debt three, four, five hundred thousand dollars and has no degree and no plan for their life, that's a very hard you know, position to be in to start a marriage exactly. on and have the other person maybe not even know that. So always being mindful of the finances if you're in a relationship and if you're in that season of life. Just have those hard conversations because you don't want to go through a lifetime of heartache trying to dig yourself out of that hole together. So need it would be paying off um, your debts and housing. We all need a roof over our head, right? So it's like rent and mortgage and if you want to drive and if you have a job and if you need to be somewhere, that's you need to own a car. Uh, maybe you rent a car. Maybe you take the bus or some means of transportation. But those all have fees. Yep. Each car has maintenance that you need to take care of. If and it's insurance. Not gas, yes, it's insurance. If it's not those two things. Oil change. Every time, right? Yep. And um, so when we look at that and we want that house, you're not thinking about the washer and dryer that go in the house. You're not thinking about the furnace and the hot water heater that can go out on January 1 of 2021 like our house did. And that's how we started out the year, January 1, 21. We're like, awesome. This is a fun expense. So, I mean, even if you do have a good paying job and you don't have an, um, a fund that you've put for a rainy day or in a, what do you call it, an emergency fund, wow. Start planning now, even if it's $10 a month, because that does accumulate over time. And and I'll just say right here, I think homeownership sometimes is glamorous. And then you pay a $5,000 furnace bill. 
to get a brand new furnace that's supposedly going to last you 15, 20, maybe 30 years. And that's the less glamorous side of home ownership that we really want to be transparent and vulnerable and honest about. That there's upsides. Yeah. And there's definitely, I don't know if you'd say drawbacks, but there's definitely more um, more challenges or more th- responsibilities. Responsibilities, expenses. You have to get a lawnmower to mow the lawn. You have to shovel your own driveway. You have to put your own food in the fridge, right? <laughs> Exactly. No longer have roommates or mom and dad taking care of that. But I mean, even moving on in life, um, life insurance, health insurance, food, childcare, phone, spending, meals, entertainment, whew, that all adds up. When you're single, you're only thinking about you. And that's completely fine. That's understandable. That's, that's the season that you're in. But once you do enter into the dating relationship, okay, if a guy's truly going to be pursuing, is he going to take every bill, you know, that comes across the table on a date night? Well, there goes 50 bucks. Not my 50 bucks. It was Josiah's 50 bucks or his 20 bucks. You know, so just even being mindful of the fact that weddings cost something. You know, like, yeah. It depends what season of life that you're truly in. So, Josiah, would you say, like, the need at anything else that we, we those are all the essential things that we truly do need to have our bases covered. Um, and, and need it is really important that you said the word essential. Mm-hmm. Because I think so often we get hung up and where people make a lot of um, mistakes, honestly, or pay a lot of right. tax, so to speak, life tax, adulting mm-hmm. tax, is under wanted. And because luxuries, things like eating out, Grubhub, technology, the latest smartphone, shoes, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like this. You need to travel from point A to point B. You've got to go from work mm-hmm. to to home, to school, to everywhere, and you need reliable, safe transportation. So the need is a car, mm-hmm. but the want is a brand new car or mm-hmm. a Tesla. Okay, so I'm 30 years old. I do not need to drive a Tesla, and we don't drive a Tesla, and we've never ha- I've never had a car payment. And at the same mm-hmm. time, that's that draw of maybe keeping up with friends or, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling like I've driven a beater my whole life. I deserve it or I'm able to afford the monthly payment. Mm-hmm. And so that's where want it versus need mm-hmm. it. Um, you need to eat. Right. So the question is, do I eat and cook the chicken and veggies and salad and brownies and mix them at home? Mm-hmm. Or should I swing through Chipotle? Or should I sit down at Chevy's? That's a restaurant right by where we live, and we Mm -hmm. do love going there. But then you factor in, okay, it was expensive to eat out, Mm -hmm. and we could have made most of this at home. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, we want to be generous, right? So we tip our servers at Mm -hmm. least 20%. And then if you go with friends, are you picking up the bill? Are they? So that's want it, right? And one last example of want it. You need shoes on your feet. So... Will you buy the H&M $25 shoes that look sweet? Or are you going to spend $250 on a pair of Jordans? These are the real-life questions of need it versus want it. Well, sometimes you got to be mindful of the fact that once we get into the, I'd say it's a fifth category, and you already said the word, deserve it. I deserve it. And I think so many times, at least I'm a millennial, and I would say the millennial uh, generation is guilty of desiring to live a lifestyle that our parents are in. So I had friends that would go to school and they would get a job at an electric power company making well over 100 grand a a year. And that's amazing. They did it. That's, That's incredible. They had two years of schooling. They're out there working in the mines or working wherever. 
But then they're 22, 23, 24 years old. And it's like brand new car, a brand new house, a brand new boat, a brand new truck to pull the boat, a brand new camper, a brand new camper to pull the boat, to pull the truck, to pull the whatever, whatever. And it just goes on and on. And all of a sudden it's like, I have friends who are like 28, 30 years old, I should say classmates who are bankrupt. And it's like, whoa. So learning how to handle your situation of finances now, whether you get paid $50,000 a year or $150,000 a year is essential because we can become millionaires making $50,000 a year if we're wise, if we know what we're doing, and if we're willing to put forth the disciplines of living like nobody's willing to live right now so we can live later like nobody else is able to live. And is that Dave Ramsey who says yes, that, right? Yeah. And I would just say, like, once we get into that deserve it category, it's kind of like a warning, like, I deserve a new phone. I deserve this. I deserve that. It's not bad to have new things and desire those things, but at what cost are you willing to pay when that credit card comes in and it's red every month and it racks up the insurance of 22% each month as it comes through? So just being mindful when we get to the deserve it, we got to be mindful of, who is this really for? Are we owning our stuff or is our stuff own us? Well, and you just hit on something and, and we are big proponents of like debt free living or minimizing debt in living mm-hmm. and debt takes what? Minutes to get into? Oh, one click. Minutes to get into if that and on average probably decades to get out of. Right. And so I look at it this way with, when it comes to finances or a lot of life discipline today leads to dividends tomorrow that's good discipline today leads to dividends tomorrow compromise today you know what it's going to lead to consequences tomorrow Mm -hmm. compromise today it's going to lead to consequences tomorrow and i think that that's really important when it when we're talking about budgeting and becoming stewards Mm -hmm. of all that god's given us the earth Mm -hmm. is the lord's and everything in it right so we really want to focus on, it's like the talents, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus tells the parable of he gave one guy one talent, one guy two, one guy five. The guy with five was a good and faithful servant. He doubled it. Steward of it, right? Yep. Guy with two doubled it to four, good and faithful. But the guy with one, he had mm-hmm. compromised. He buried it in the sand. He did nothing with it. Right. And, and then there was consequences tomorrow. Right. from his compromise today. And, and I think we want to live on the side of benefit from the discipline today that can lead to dividends tomorrow mm-hmm. and trusting God, things mm-hmm. like saving, mm-hmm. tithing, giving generously above and beyond, things mm-hmm. like saving mm-hmm. for a rainy day, mm-hmm. for a bright future tomorrow, and even for retirement someday. And uh, things like needing it, versus wanting it versus deserving it mm-hmm. and th- this is all part of the equation and so i'm really glad to, to have these conversations with you micah right. and with the listener and if you have a follow-up question right about finances like maybe it's more specific maybe it's more general um want to tell them how they can get in touch with us well first of all you can direct message us on the in the instagram account right here which is f.y.i dot podcast right you can find us there just direct message us and we can also if you guys are still like you didn't even answer the question within the question hey guess what that pdf file of even just seeing where you're at like it's kind of like taking a little inventory quiz of like the realization of how and where you're putting your money may tell you a lot about 
how you need to reel it in or how you need to start giving, saving. And maybe you're in a place where you're like, Micah, I already make $100,000. I'm like, I'm going to retire by the time I'm 35. Well, that's incredible. But we still, you still need to steward what you have in front of you, whether it's $10 or $10,000, because it can go through our hands just as easy as one or the other. So, yeah. That's what I'd say if they want to get connected with that. So Yeah, and, and listen, if you want to check out that budget breakdown, yeah. as you titled it, we'll link that in the show notes and the PDF on the website, fyi-podcast.com. And um, you might be looking for a community to do life with, to have these conversations, to invest mm-hmm. in your future. And um, there's Chi Alpha, there's communities on your college campus that we want to help you find on the website. And you mm-hmm. might say, look, I I need God's help, not just with finances, but I want him to lead and drive in the driver's seat of my life. Mm-hmm. And if that's your desire today, let us know. Just click the, I've decided to follow Jesus, and um, we'll be in touch with some more resources. And so we're really grateful. Um, please do us a favor. If you've been listening mm-hmm. and benefiting from these conversations, would you share these conversations with a roommate? with your small group, with um, your communities and your friends, as well as would you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? It would mean so much to us. Yeah, so until next time, we'll see you soon.